up, everybody? Welcome back to finally another episode of Gowcast. I it's been so long, I forget what number episode we're on. Like five or six, maybe. That's not that right. right. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, yeah, it it's been such a crazy time. Things have been going kind of nuts, but uh, we're finally glad and happy to be able to get back to it. Start making it a normal weekly thing again. Um, and without further ado, I'm one of your hosts, Caleb, alongside Nathan. Hello. Uh, and if you don't know, Gowcast is Game of the Week cast, where we talk about games that we're playing um, that previous week, uh, and then where you give our impressions, reviews, and uh, tell you how we did with it and how we managed. Um, so today... With a big focus on our personal journey with that game. Correct. Because you can go to any Joe Schmo and say, was it good? Or yeah. over the specs, who developed it, blah, blah, blah. So today's the first time we're actually recording via online. We're not sitting side by side for the first time. And uh, mm-hmm. we're going to see how this works out, see how it sounds. We've been uh, doing this on our other podcast host or whatever, which you can, we'll leave a link down below. You can go check that out. It's myself, Nathan, and our friend Shane, where we just talk about literally anything. <laughs> yeah. Quick, quick, quick interruption here, Caleb. Yeah, uh, I don't know if your noise. You might want to take your noise suppressor off because you cut out every once in a while. Okay, like it sounds like somebody's hacking your server, and they got cheats on Halo Three, and you can't kill them. Check one, check two. Is this better? So far. <laughs> Hello, my name is Caleb Workman. Welcome to Gowcast. Yep, that's better. My my input sensitivity was too high. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, that'll do it like the dickens it'll get you every time is this better everything sounds good yep yep you sound good. okay sweet yeah my my sensitivity is way too low uh anyways um i'll i'll edit that part out nah. Uh, <laughs> nah. okay so today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite games uh, what was it 2018 pokemon no was it 2018 that it came out uh yeah so. yeah yeah uh assassin's creed odyssey yeah october 5th 2018 um, this is a game that came and surprised me uh just quick brief introduction it came after a lot of games that i didn't really care for um and then i had heard that the one before this origins kind of switched things up a little bit so mm-hmm. When Odyssey came out, I was like, oh, man, that's like that's a setting I care about. That's something that I kind of want to get into uh, that completely interests me um, and sounds like they're taking a, a new turn with the series. So I got into it and I was very, very pleasantly surprised by it. How about you? Um, yeah, I loved it. I've played every Assassin's Creed um, with the exception of I didn't get that far into three one with Connor um, just because I, I don't know, I didn't. I didn't really like it at the at the time. I know people have a love for it, especially with the remaster that came through a few months ago, I believe. Um, but yeah, for me, uh, Assassin's Creed, I've, I've liked every turn they've taked. Taken? They taked. <laughs> I've liked every turn they took. Uh, That's, so far. Uh, is that uh, Liam Neeson's new movie, Taked? <laughs> <laughs> taked. Taked again. <laughs> take it. <laughs> take it. Oh, in sec, my dog's going, Marv! talk i'm gonna mute so today uh we're gonna be going through everything just letting you know our personal experiences with it like nathan said earlier um just a little bit of background info on the game it was released like i said october 5th 2018 by ubisoft 
Um, I think it was their Montreal branch that released it. I'm just on the Wikipedia page. Uh, oh, Ubisoft Quebec. Sorry. Oh, and Quebec. Quebec. Uh, our next door neighbors. But anyways, this, like I said, this game just blew me away from start to finish. And it was the first game I felt like in a long time that I actually sat down, played back to front with no distractions and no want to play anything else during it it really really took me into the world really uh encaptured um from characters to story to gameplay to everything that i was kind of looking for and i was definitely in the mood to play it so when i was playing it it just completely enthralled me and i didn't need anything else to kind of fit niche because it was literally hitting everything that i had wanted oh yeah sorry i'm back now Um, yeah yeah same but like i've always enjoyed the assassin's creeds um all the mechanics usually i know unity was a little buggy but even then like i i always i was looking i always looked forward to playing them every single year um the last one i played like really hard before odyssey was uh syndicate one that was in england and you were the twins i can't the fry twins i think that's what their names were um jacob and evie fry i believe but anyways uh after that one I dabbled in Origins. I got like halfway through that game. And I was like, oh, I love the direction they're taking. But by the time I actually got into it, because I think I was getting married and prepped that year and I had a lot going on. Question so for think- you. Was uh, was Syndicate the the last, I guess, full-blown um, big release on a major console before Origins? For Assassin's Creed you're talking? Yeah. I'm 99% sure, yes. Okay, because I, I forget what came before Origins. I, I, I knew they took a stop and were like, we're going to change things. Um, I just... Positive. Okay. Yeah, which I really liked. So, like, I liked the old style of combat, but when they uh, revitalized it to be, you know, influenced from your Soulsborne um, style gameplay... Um, just kind of rejuvenated the the franchise and everybody was or most people were like ah a breath of fresh air here um so what origins did was amazing and i loved it but then odyssey just perfected what origins was and i am like beside myself excited for valhalla to come out this um september i, I don't remember what month it is it might I think, be i think November, I think. Oh, November. <laughs> November, December. I think it's one of those two, but it's later in this year. And yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Odyssey gave me so much hope and vigor for the franchise. And right. looking at Valhalla, that's another time period that's like super interesting. And the the kind of take that they're going with, um, with a more sympathetic view from a historical standpoint on on the Vikings and right. giving them more of a, like a humanistic rather than a barbaric outlook. And, and even just the, the small story cutscene that we got um, from the trailer was exciting. And it, it's like, okay, sure. I'm going to care about this timeline. I'm going to care about this character. He seems super interesting. And for the first time in a while, it seems like we have a main antagonist that's really going to be focused on, which was exciting for me too, because if there is anything that Odyssey did lack, it was that ominous presence of uh, a major antagonist throughout the big, whole game. The big baddie at the last story. Yeah. Right. Um, no spoilers yet, but I was. that's the one thing that I was kind of underwhelmed with in Odyssey 
um just the the antagonist as a whole it kind of wasn't even really one um and we'll get more into it later when we get into spoilers and stuff but yeah um that being said odyssey it it just hit every note like it's not a perfect game but like bugs and taz to me the way it hit it was a perfect game yeah that's that's um it definitely wasn't perfect i mean we've talked about these open world tropes that um I don't necessarily love, but I do appreciate it. But it's it's all about how you build your world and what you put inside of it, right? Right. Like you you don't want things that are just a checklist to do where you're looking at the map, you highlight something, you run there, you complete it without even knowing what you're really doing. Yeah. But, be, but because you know, in this case, Greece was so well crafted. Um, I played as Cassandra. I know you played as, is it Alexios? I played as both, yeah. Okay, so I played as Cassandra, and I think, um, you know, her acting, whoever did the voice acting or mocap, whatever they did for that game, was phenomenal. So, like, in a simple side quest where I would just usually skip it because they just say blah, 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 I, I actually listened to it. And instead of looking at the map and highlighting an area and going there, um i played on the explorer's way so they give you the general area yeah. and then you go explore icaros finds it for you it's not too much more it's not much more difficult than highlighting it for you it's just a little extra step i found myself instead of fast traveling it's like oh, i'll walk there because i have no idea what i might stumble upon him really cool yeah it, it gave that um extra like little bit to make it a little bit more immersive but not to the yeah. point where it was like a lot of work it gave you like the general area and then when you went you could do a little bit of searching and i really appreciated that mode of play and um before we go any further i should say i have played this game from start to finish three times um one of them <laughs> with dlc the only dlc i haven't played yet is fate to atlantis so i can talk a little bit about legacy um uh but fate to atlantis i'm kind of saving as we get closer to valhalla i want to give myself a little bit of something to do when we get back to it um but yeah start to finish three times i've played twice as alexios once as cassandra and i know a lot of people prefer cassandra but because alexios was the first one i played with i feel like i grew a little attached to him. Um, I I feel like his performance was just as good. And Cassandra as the character in it was very fulfilling. She also gave a great performance and it was, it was a cool sibling rivalry that you get to see throughout. And it was cool seeing a a, a strong woman on the antagonistic standpoint. Yeah, for sure. Um, I agree with everything you said. Um, I'm ex- like I said, I'm excited for Valhalla. Um, oh yeah, I am about fifty percent through the story, just because I fall into that thing that we talk about, or that I've talked about before in this podcast, where the OCD takes over a little bit, and I have to when I go to a section in Greece, I have to hundred percent that section before I move on to the next section. Right, um, just because that little gnat in my ear won't let me do it you know like move so on it's like you I haven't it. beaten the game yet no because it's taking so long to explore everything so <laughs> so like like the story beat wise you're only about halfway through like how many of the cultists have you killed uh two or three wow yeah I, like i said i'm taking my time with it 
Um, yeah. I went through a long period where I didn't get to play a lot of games all the time. Right. So Assassin's Creed is my like, oh, I have three free hours on Saturday. I'm going to plug that in. And unfortunately, three hours isn't a lot of time in that world because it's no. so, so dense and awesome. For sure. Just in this last playthrough, I think I logged so far about 85 hours. And oh, wow. before that, I like my total on Steam. I think it's a I th- I'm over 200. I think I'm at like 230. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm so, curious but, to see what I'm at right now. Yeah, over three playthroughs, I'm at like 230 hours. And uh, that's not including the time that I've played it on Xbox. So yeah. it, like just countless hours in that world. And uh, I guess before we move on, I'm going to I want to explain a little bit about the game itself. Um, the story okay. beats, and then the I, new. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say I'm at uh, you're going to laugh like I did play it on Xbox before I built this PC like a year and a bit ago. So yeah. that's why I took such a long time off and I never got around to beating it But on Steam. I have 61 hours logged over frick a, a long long time but like that's i'm crazy. 61 hours in and i'm only far you know yeah that's, that's crazy. <laughs> uh anyways go ahead. so yeah just going forward um so the the story takes place in ancient greece i can't remember the exact dates giving, but um it, it it's within the Kefal- you start in kefalonia and then you go around all of greece um, the basic story is that you're this kid who grew up a Spartan. You're the grandson or granddaughter. You get to choose who you play as either Cassandra or Alexios. And you go through um, as a mercenary after you and your family get basically banished from Sparta. Um, well, sorry, you and your mother get banished from Sparta. And your sibling, the one that you don't pick as, is reported as dead. Uh, as you grow up, you become a mercenary. Um, you learn the ways of that and kind of do your own thing to make money. And then you are brought up in Kefalonia where you run into what we assume as the player is one of the first instances where you get a chance to go off the island to find your father who betrayed your family so, so many years ago because of of the incident at Sparta. Um, So from there, you take off, you begin your adventure. And like Nathan said, it's an open field. You can go anywhere. You can do anything. Yes, there's level blocks at certain islands, but it doesn't stop you from going there. You can still make your way to wherever and do whatever you want there. Um, and there's so many different story beats, but the two there's three main ones, I guess. First of all, being one of my favorite systems introduced in the Assassin's Creed series, uh, the cultist. Yes, it was, it was so cool. You want to explain the cultist part of it? No, you go ahead. Okay, doing good. So I just I have a little bit of history background when you're done. Okay, so essentially the the cultists are this group of fanatics who serve. Is it really said who they serve? Not really, eh? Oh, just like the entity. (laughs) So just an entity, and uh, they all get together, and their goal is to overtake the Greek world and then the world beyond it. And it's said to be believed that these are the early Templars. This is the Templars before the Templars. And when you when you go in, it gives you this huge map and it has a bunch of masked faces and your goal in the game. One of your goals in the game is to find and unmask all of these cultists and then kill them as you would in an Assassin's Creed game with your targets. So 
it gives you this huge map and you can take it at any order. You can literally run into any of the the cultists at any time in the game. You can go and hunt them. You can find them. You can wait and level up your character to be able to fight him at more of an advantage, him or her. And you can really, really like, like literally do anything with this cultist map. You can do the missions. You can randomly find them. It, it, it's unbelievable what the choice that you get in this one aspect of the game. And I think that really yeah. reflects the rest of the game, right? Yeah, it's cool because I, I love how it is. Like, you're in the world, go do your thing. Like, we'll give you the main story beats. But if you run across it, in the meantime, you do. Because I stumbled upon killing the first cultist or fighting the first cultist. And I didn't even know area was a story beat until i found out who the cultist was yeah then you know there's a mission highlight later like 30 minutes after i beat it saying oh we have to kill i don't want to spoil anything yet you have to do this and then i pull out evidence of my kill and they're like oh you already killed them awesome (laughs) and i was like (laughs) yeah i was like oh that's actually really cool that didn't hold my hand in a way where i had to talk to somebody to activate this quest but the world is alive and breathing in sort of a way where I yeah. could stumble across that without um, having to hit a certain point. Yeah, it and, was so uh, cool Cool how many times I would go through the game and it would just be like, you killed this cultist, here's all your rewards. And I'm like, uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, and just to give a little bit more background on the game, uh, why I loved it so much, and I, I majored in Greek and Roman studies and ancient languages, so obviously I was in fact infatuated with greece because why wouldn't you be it's an amazing ancient rich land um so the time this game takes place is 431 bce and if my memory serves me right um it's called the peloponnesian wars and that's yeah. when greece uh, greece was in an uproar because sparta and athens both greek states it's basically a civil war because before that we already we already fought off the persians you know leonidas in the movie 300 um already died has been taken care of um but now this is uh greece for or greece or sparta versus athens it, it's just a really cool civil war vibe and i love when you're walking around greece and you see greeks fighting greeks like these factions fighting for little pieces of land just really cool to live in a <laughs> i want to say to live in a state of civil war to be in a world <laughs> where like there's threats at every angle inside that game it's it's kind of cool yeah, and that that brings along one of the another major parts of the game where um, consistently through the game you're being a mercenary doing your thing for either Greece or or sorry Sparta or Athens, and with that there's 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 forts you can overtake and turn to the other side. Um, there's leaders to be killed so that they can be replaced with someone from the other faction, and then there's these huge war zones where you can literally start like a, a skirmish where there's hundreds of people on both sides and they're all fighting at the same time and you're in the middle Which of it is so cool yeah and you're taking out generals you're or you're um focusing on their their big hitters and you can literally attack anyone at any time and it's just mm-hmm. going on all around you uh which is super cool and then another system as if there isn't wasn't enough with just this is the mercenary system itself where there are i think nine tiers, tiers. Ten tiers oh nine tiers and then um ranks within those tiers yeah yeah and then ranks within those tiers and what you want to do is move yourself up in these tiers a because it furthers your progress and your benefits 
from the mercenary, which include like um, getting things at cheaper rates at the blacksmith and stuff like that. Um, and it also makes you your notoriety heart higher so you can fight yeah. better um, mercenaries within and you keep going up and going up and going up. And actually and what it, I learned in the DLC, it adds more. So it goes from rank one or tier one to tier S one s2 s3 or whatever and it goes back up so there's even more after you beat the game um i was gonna say is there an s tier <laughs> like yeah. a god tier yeah um, there is there's literally more after you beat the game yeah it's it's cool if people haven't played uh odyssey and, and you're listening or maybe you don't own anything to play odyssey on uh it has like the mercenary system has real john wick vibes where yeah you know the mercenaries are in their own little world like you said they get special deals at um the black market um the blacksmith blacksmith i'm like what's yeah. the word for that? the the blacksmith and like you can run into these mercenaries and if they're not actively hunting you they're not gonna hurt you they just coincide with you <laughs> yeah and it's so cool because if you're committing crimes or doing things that are right. not acceptable in a given area mercenaries can get after you and the more it's basically like a gta um wanted system uh yeah. the the more you do bad the harder the mercenaries the higher level the mercenaries are that get sent after you and uh that that allows you to take the ranks quicker but it also is very hard when you start sure. bursting mercenaries that are like 15 levels higher than you yeah and, because uh, at that point a slash like you hit them 10 times and you you haven't even done a hair of damage so. yeah and it, it's a viable system it's possible but it, you have to have like a perfect perfect scenario where there's no other mercenaries around you no one's fighting you and you have to kind of be able to single them out Dude, you um, can get ganged up on yeah like really badly and they will chase yeah. you down until you're dead <laughs> yeah, i will say um you know maybe the mercenary system did take influence from what you saw uh, like shadow of mordor do yeah or shadow of war because they had that nemesis system right right um, before I actually, you know, picked Odyssey up again, I started playing um, Shadow of War. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to play it on hard mode because I'm good at games. <laughs> within like the first 15 minutes, I had something like 10, 10 bosses after me, like 10 people hunting me. Yeah, those and moments are like, so scary. This game is impossible, dude. <laughs> I'm doing something wrong. It's just so difficult. Um, I like the mercenary system in this. I think it was very well balanced. <laughs> yeah, very similar. It's not as personal as the one in Shadow of Mordor. Like it doesn't give yeah. you like the story beats or like the cool like there's names for them, but it's not as meaningful. Um, it's, so, it's so the nemesis system. Yeah, but it, it this system fits perfectly with um, the cultist absolutely system which it, it, it's like just an extra thing to do um and then one of the other main story beats is bringing your family back together you find out that your sibling actually wasn't killed spoiler alert that your sibling wasn't actually killed they've actually turned to the cult and they're kind of one of the big leaders of the cult um but there's a million different story beats that goes with that um and then is there any other systems that i'm missing in the game um yeah the uh the arena well, I mean, that's just like, that's kind of a story beat. That's like an, an extra mission. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, and then I guess the, the last one would the last story system that you would come across is um, finding out who your real father is. Um, finding out where you came from because you're known as the Eagle Bearer. And they, it said that the God sent it to you and you don't really know who or what. Um, and you, after you find out that your 
father who raised you wasn't your biological father. One of the missions that opens up is you hear of someone who claims to be your father and you go and try and find them. Um, And I think for main story beats, those are kind of the the big ones. Do you post spoiler warnings already? I I said spoiler at that point, but yeah, we're into spoiler territory. (laughs) I I didn't know if you had made the announcement. No, no, I think we're good to go into spoiler territory. You're ruining the game for me. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I I knew the main story most of the main story beats. Yeah, actually, the the where you find your father, depending on how long you... I mean, you can wait till the end of the game to do it, but it, it happens kind of later compared to everything else. I, I doubt you would have run into it yet. No, um, I haven't yet. Yeah. But uh, I think you have to save your... Or meet up with your mom and save her and do all that stuff before you get to that. Um, okay. But yeah, so within the game... Um, graphics stunning like for the size of it and how it was i thought i was really impressed with the the look of it and i'm running on i'm running on my pc on a just a standard i think a 1080 gtx i don't even i don't have an rtx and then um even then looking at the the attention to detail the the mountainscapes, the the city, like walking through Athens has to be one of the most breathtaking things I've ever done in a video game. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And just being one minute in the middle of a city where if you remember Assassin's Creed one, you could only be in the city and then going to this huge mountain and then, you know, doing your Eagle vision and looking around and hitting the, uh, the point there. And then, going to like a small fishing town like it had everything in the game the landscape was beautiful um the ship system was awesome I, it, on par if not better than uh black flag yeah it, i don't think uh, it was as focused on the ship system as black flag was i do think black flag had a little bit more in it obviously because it was pirate orientated yeah um but odyssey definitely uh, killed it and they did the uh the trireme style boat where history again where most of uh how you won those battles is just by ramming into the enemy which added which i geeked out like i nerded out about because i love history so much yeah um so i was like oh that's so cool that you can ram them in the side and get a big chunk of health out of there <laughs> yeah and then uh the game itself it runs it ran great on my pc i'm sure it runs i think it i didn't have any issues on xbox either um and then, no it, it has its wonk and its cheese right but yeah um, you know like your sword goes through your body while you're running or wearing yeah. a certain outfit but like less you have millions and millions of dollars and more time to develop those things are gonna happen yeah for sure um and then there the i think the leveling system is great did you what do you find with it since you're still kind of early on um yeah i like everything about it um the only thing only gripe is a lot of things that aren't worth getting you know i wish there was almost a filter you could place on where it's like okay if i I know it takes away from the role-playing elements of it or the rpg system of it but like if i if i don't if i pick up a weapon and it's not better than what i have equal to just don't show me (laughs) because i don't (laughs) care about it right i well the, the the major thing with that is being able to break it down for raw material Exactly, dismantle yeah. raw material, or just yeah. give me the, the money or the raw material for it. Yeah, um, like put a, an auto feature on where as soon as I pick up something that isn't a legendary and isn't better than yeah. what I have, just auto break it down. 
I mean, I talked about this in Bordeaux, in our Borderlands 3. Uh, yeah. I don't even want to call them reviews. They're just our Borderlands 3 episode um, that I appreciate that there's billions of guns. Like, I don't look at them all. I don't read yeah. them. Same, same goes with this. I find I'll scroll through them to look if they're better, like cosmetically. Like, yeah. cosmetically, I just um, mapped it to look like one of my old ones that I like that look it looks better to me until yeah. I find something that beats that. That's when I really care. Yeah. Um, yeah. The leveling system's fine. I love the um, trees it has for ranger, assassin, and like uh, is it like poison or fire? There's assassin, ranger, assassin, and warrior. Sorry, warrior. I'm trying to think of the the classes. Um, yeah. I, I like that um, fact that you can only equip four at a time for warrior and four at a time for range. Um, I also appreciate because it doesn't give you like wow where you have to literally use every button on your keyboard. Um, you eventually get a second wheel. Do you? Okay, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, but 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 that's still cool, right? And a lot of them are just passive things too. Are you playing uh, mouse and keyboard? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I was gonna say controller when I uh, yeah can't. There's certain game like third person games I I usually won't play with a mouse and keyboard. Just feels yeah. better with a controller. Yeah, you just said something about a keyboard, so I was like, are you playing on mouse and keyboard? No, sorry, sorry, yeah. map out all my buttons. Right. You have to get into combo pressing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you eventually unlock a second um, wheel, would. but... Okay. But yeah, like I, I said, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the leveling system. I like it. Um, you see the influence a lot of people took from Destiny. I remember when Destiny 1 came out with that menu yeah. and um, how you had your character and the little squares and little blocks on each side for your equipment, cosmetics, yeah. weapons, blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's just taken upon what Destiny 1 did um, and, you know, molded it to fit its own agenda. Yeah. And, like, it's so hard. This game's so big and it's so, like, expansive. It's hard. Like, I'm thinking about, like, all the things that um, we could talk about, but I really want to, like, I guess bring it back and talk about our personal experiences with it. So you can start since you're a little um, ahead of me and you probably won't have as much to say. And then uh, I'll follow up. Yeah, for sure. I think I bought this day one. And because it was Greece, I was very excited. Only thing that um, caused me a little bit of heartache at the time was, you know, the, the actual time itself, because that's when life was crazy for me. I was getting married. I was buying a home to fix the home up. I had to get the ring, make that pretty. And I didn't, I, I felt like I didn't have a lot of time because I'm a person who, when I sit down, do something or play something, and that goes for every area of my life. When I do something, usually a hundred percent of my attention is devoted to that. And I'm a very bad multitasker. <laughs> so to say, okay, I have 30 minutes. I'll play some Odyssey. And no, 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 no. it just doesn't work for me. Right. Right. Um, because I am a terrible, terrible multitasker. So that being said, fortunately, I didn't get the wow experience until I started recently playing this on the PC in, in the year 2020. Like, is that two years, two and a half years later from yeah. its initial release date? And I'd, I've heard nothing but praise about it because, you know, I loved Origins. I loved the direction Odyssey was going in. And this was my thing. Greece was my thing. I love history so much, and that's part of why I love the Assassin's games, but like, especially this one, because it's in Greece. Ah, Sparta, you know? Oh, real <laughs> quick, are you, are you Spartan or Athenian? Oh, Spartan, for sure. 
uh i don't have to say malaka um but yeah definitely spartan so in so far removed from the initial uh release date and diving into it didn't affect me whatsoever like as soon as i dove in i was like oh yeah i'm ready to play this and and it went well and i loved it and everything about it from mountainscapes to um the sailing to the to the the weapons the cool stuff sorry the cool weapons that you get and the cool armor you get like the cultist things you're forming in my in my case was cassandra and building cassandra be this total awesome butt-kicking brute and and being able to choose her dialogue in that way like i didn't play the softy i didn't play the uh know you can pick the re- the religious like well praise be to the gods or whatever you know yeah, yeah. I picked the the brutish skeptic and that's how i played her because i was like okay she's a mercenary i want her to be uh, a beast i don't want people to screw around with her so that's how i played her and that's how i had such an, an amazing time because this one i, I kind of i was like i'm gonna do anti-nathan things you know <laughs> i'm i'm the guy who won't pocket or steal in skyrim because i feel bad <laughs> like i always i always play straight arrow for lack of better lack of better term right now. um but recently in my life i've been wanting to explore the other angle not in like a literal way but in the escapist kind of way where i can do that in a video game where we play <laughs> dnd where we play dnd and i get to be tony morgan for a little bit yeah that's total anti what i'm actually like in life so I'm just every part of this game I just really really enjoy. One thing I will say that is awesome, but it's not quite there yet for me is the um, like the war scenarios when you can start those mini wars on the on the provinces. Basically, you know what I'm talking about the states. Yep. yep. Um, you talked about it earlier where there's hundreds of people and they're all battling. I think that version of gameplay is so close, so so close to what we fantasized as kids, being like. Imagine if we could have like this huge battle going on. Like you see Lord of the Rings and you see yeah. the battle, uh, uh, you know, for Gondor basically. Yeah. And, you know, there's tens of thousands of orcs everywhere. And like, oh man, I wish a game would let me like go out there with my army and just fight them all and like actually experience that rather than having, you know, um, bad guys that just pop out in a, um, a spawn point kind of way. Yeah. Um, it, it's so close to being what I want it to be. Uh, for those wartime scenarios yeah there's something missing i don't know what it is i just feel like i feel like if that war gameplay had a baby with like rise son of i was just about to bring out rise and like melded in a way uh, of polish and smoothness and battle without being a uh halo wars um xcom you know where you can yeah not xcom but halo wars where you click all army and they fight out it you know yeah i think you hit it perfect like rise did have a system that worked for larger scale and i think the big thing with assassin's creed and like you said it was so close and it it, it almost nailed it but the big thing for me was all the enemies were like normal health bars um in a big big war setting i want to be able to rip and tear and burn um kind of doom style through through all the enemies and then you know hit a boss and then kind of get stumped so i think i think if they scale it down on enemy difficulty specifically for the war zone area 
then it, it might be a little bit more epic like and like bring the camera a little tighter in. I don't know, but that, then you'd be putting a whole different game inside of a game, right? So right. I think I think they did the best with what they could and the systems that they had in place. Like you said, it was really close and they were fun and they weren't enjoyable, but it just didn't have like that that epic scale and feeling that Rise does or that you know yeah. Lord of the Rings the movies do, right? Yeah, like by no means am I pooping on this because I think it's an awesome mechanic and I loved it because when you you you'd win and you know you just have that beast like ooh ah, like that moment. Yeah. Um it, there's just I can't quite place my finger on it. It's just not quite there and I'm hoping to fall Hala doubles down double downs doubles down double downs on that um those wartime <laughs> scenarios uh like the big scale things. Yeah. And just kills it and crushes it in a way that no one has before because I want Assassin's Creed to like thrive and flourish because I, I believe in those games and I love the history point of it. And with this Viking, I don't know if I've ever been more excited for an Assassin's Creed game seeing that, you know, that trail, even though we only saw a trailer and, you know, it's about, um, uh, the Vikings versus the Brits in uh, England, Ireland area. It's a it's a cool part of history. Um, do you know what bar- barbarian means, Caleb? Actually, uh, you've told me a thousand times, and it doesn't. Just it means, just means like it, it. Go ahead. It means one who speaks barbar, like doesn't speak our language. They're just like bar 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 bar. So barbarian yeah. is literally just one who doesn't speak our language. <laughs> yeah. Um, that that matters i just think it's a fun fact um so yeah that's my journey with it i I couldn't i couldn't say um or speak more highly of it like if it's available to you i picked it up for like i don't know it was like five bucks yeah i think Uh, it was six dollars on it it was crazy on sale when i bought it Uh, it's i'd pay i'd pay 50 for it these days you know yeah an american 50 in canada talk is like 80 dollars (laughs) so that speaks highly of the game yeah um, I think that's all I really wanted to say. I'm looking forward to beating it, playing it more. The DLC does look interesting. Oh, something else I really liked about it um, is that the early Assassin's Creed's game, they played with like, you know, the previous world and the society was so far advanced and the restart, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yep. The previous society that was so far advanced. Um, so there was always that like, will they, won't they with gods or like higher powers kind of thing and then origins and odysseys like yeah there's gods let's let's go <laughs> like there's mythical yeah. creatures the isu. Cool yeah the, the isu um oh it's it's really cool that's that's all i can say is it's amazing if you can yeah. play it go play it if you haven't uh absolutely yeah so for for me this game it was don't like throwing well apparently i do but i don't like throwing the word perfect around but it, it had that perfect open world go and play it kind of feel yeah. but in a very streamlined story way it, it it gave you choice it gave you a lot to do but it also told you a very well thought out written story i think um and the way that they did that was they gave you these big completion checklists with the cultists with the mercenaries with the um different things that later in the game you get to fight um i i, I want to try not to spoil too too much for you i don't know how much you actually know yeah, um know a bit but not everything okay um you, you, you surprised me with one thing you said earlier but that's okay, okay. so I, I won't say too too much but okay. the thing that made it so big and so 
prolific to me was the fact that you have these stories within the systems, but you have countless and countless amounts of side quests with personality behind the characters, yeah. with stories behind the characters, with things that it gives you to care about, about um, Alexio or Cassandra and also the characters that you're interacting with. Um, you have things to go back to. You have systems like there's one mission where that I'll, I'll never forget where you go see this little girl on an island and she's collecting seashells and stones for um, her friends to make necklaces and jewelry or guri as she calls it, calls it um, for her friends. And so you go and you do all these missions and uh, you collect all the stuff for her and you bring it back to her and you find out slight spoiler that her friends and family had actually all died and she's living by herself. So she makes friends out of mud and it gives Alexios or Cassandra the choice to say, um, Hey, you need to grow up. These aren't your friends. You need to find something outside of this because this isn't healthy. Or you can say, Oh my gosh, like your friends will love it and not break her heart kind of thing. Yeah. And with that, you kind of walk away and with me, Alexios was like, I should come check up on her later. And then you you go away and you can come back at any time or you don't have to, but you can come back to check on this little girl. And depending on what you say, something different happens to her within that. And I, I thought that was so interesting. And so and it, it's heart wrenching because based on what you pick, because I've done both situations, one is happy and one is encouraging while the other is kind of dark and it, it's sad. And uh, even in the main story, you get characters like Phoebe, who you become really attached to and um, things happen with her. And it, it, it's just all over the place with the characters who you can trust, who you can't trust. And even the, the care and that they put into the side quests, both with the accuracy for the time period um, and things that would be going on within within the uh, the world at that time. Yeah, with and, innovation, that's in civil war status yeah yeah it, it, it's so it, it just puts so much care and detail into to that aspect of it that it really hit everything for me because like you can play skyrim and there's a lot of like fetch quests for like items and you can go grind out in the different uh caves and yep. uh burial grounds for xp but this one's like yeah you get those things but you also get this meaningful impactful story these cool characters that have unique personalities and all throughout the game you run into that and it's not like there's only like 10 side quests there are probably over 100 different side quests that you can go through each having their own starting point story and then um i i don't know if this is a dlc or if it's in the main game but there's a a bunch of side quests that it gives you um that are major side quests that take at least two hours maybe an hour to two hours to beat i forget what it's called but it's like characters of kefalonia or something or characters of the greek world or something like that and you can go to each one and each one gives you a story where there's multiple branching it's like a game within a game and it gives you enough content that if you play through one of those sections it could feel like a full game like it, it takes you two hours and it feels like a small indie game that was really well done with good characters and there's like 12 of those that you can go do and then the normal side quests have similar um meaning and impact and i just thought that ubisoft hit it out of the park with this with the with their storytelling 
for sure. Either and that's, that's what gets me so excited for Valhalla because if they build on this correctly and they they fix the things that they need to fix and they um, do what they need to do, I th- I think Valhalla could easily steal like my favorite game of all time. Oh, because Odyssey is so close to that. Odyssey has like it was almost there. It almost had the ability to be like, this is one of the best games I've ever played of all, of all time. And with Valhalla, um, where you love Greek and uh, the Greece mythology specifically, probably in this era the most, I have so much interest and respect for uh, more Norse side of things. And yeah. obviously with the time period and the people that we're getting at, obviously it's going to be a lot of that, th- that stuff. And uh, do you care if I spoil a little? Well, it's it's a major thing, but it's it's kind of alluded to throughout the whole game. Eh, go ahead. It, it's in Origins too, but essentially in um, so in Odyssey. Sorry, I'm thinking of all of them at the same time. And even okay. in Origins, you're eventually introduced to mythical um, like beasts and characters. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah. And so with an Odyssey, you get that and you get these cool payoffs of very, very well-known mythical monsters and beasts. And uh, I'm excited to see who they pick for the Norse ones, because with the Greece ones, they were very specific and they wrote them very, very well, both in their personalities or how they would act or um, what they would be doing kind of in the world. And I'm excited to see how they expand on that in uh, Valhalla, because... I'm more familiar with kind of the Norse ideologies and beasts and the, the things that go to that than I am with Odyssey. Whereas I'm sure when you run across the beasts that you will, you'll be like, Oh my gosh, that's, this is amazing. Uh, and uh, it just adds cool story elements, cool opportunity for like missions around those different beasts. And I, I'm stoked to see what they do. And yeah. if they do it correctly, like I said, this could, easily become one of my favorite games of all time it's funny yeah there's certain things in um inside of that greek world in odyssey um where you see a piece of art or you see a beast and i'd laugh and i'd pull angie up and go get my like five thousand page history book yeah and i have this weird talent caleb (laughs) i can remember like (laughs) where things are in a book almost like exactly just by flipping open and turning to that area to a weird tea whereas like i learned about the i i had this art history class where i studied this specific piece of pottery i had this piece of art from odyssey um and i just pulled out my history book and it's i was within like three pages flipping to it like i just <laughs> opened it i was like well oh there it is and come look at this um i've done that multiple times so it's kind of weird, yeah kind of, kind of amazing I just wanted to say I appreciated that. And as far as uh, the Norse goes, I am interested to see where it goes because I know you haven't played um, God of War uh, 2018. No. That was obviously Norse-based, and it did a cool job of integrating, once again, a, <laughs> a Greek guy into, into, Norse myth, into the Norse world. So we're going yeah. from the Greek world to the Norse world again. And I hope it's not just playing copycat of trending i think they'll do a good job because it's such a different style of game yeah i think so too i think uh god of war in general has this more epic high fantasy um style of storytelling where 
all the Assassin's Creed, they're really tied to reality and really tied to history. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to see that aspect of it, especially bringing in the English and bringing in the, uh, that group of people to verse the whole time. Um, yeah. And I really feel like, I mean, in, in media and in portrayals of Vikings, you get these rough, gruff, barbaric um, raper and pillagers, right? Yeah. And with this one, it looks like they're genuinely taking what my eyes probably would have been more of a realistic viewing of the Vikings. Right. And I, because, you know, history is written by the victor. Um, check out, <laughs> check out our other podcast, <laughs> Toast or whatever, <laughs> to hear yeah, me say in, that exact line. <laughs> toast or whatever on Spotify. The episode's called Full Circle. Yeah. Um, it's uh, definitely worth a listen. Yeah, but uh, so to see this in this game with this storytelling with the people at Ubisoft who are really, really good at this, I'm really excited to see what they do. And I know the game's going to be beautiful already um, based off oh, the sure. with the um, the preview that they did with the in-game footage. That was stunning. Yeah, and we're in a we're in a time and age where we're moving to next gen. So people are looking for that next step. And I mean, I think this was advertised with Xbox One X yep um at the forefront um so we know it's going to be on one x we know it's going to be on ps5 more importantly we know it's going to be on pc and look 10 times as good um <laughs> so yeah it, i think gonna- I, I think i'm going to play it on uh ps5 actually oh why is that it's uh i mean i could upgrade my pc and do all that stuff but i want to have that home system and there's a lot of cool playstation exclusives that are going to be coming oh, for sure i'm definitely getting a ps5 just because of the exclusives you got god yeah. of war 2 coming there you got spider-man yeah. you got the well last of us 2 is going to be on ps4 but playable yeah. on ps5 i mean the i'm counting there's in my calendar right now july i have ghost of Tsushima uh coming out which i am so amazingly excited for yeah and you know about we've always been xbox fanboys but like now i all of xbox's services xbox is just becoming a service and it's on my yeah. PC. so why yeah. would i be dumb and not get a ps5 when they have best games coming out <laughs> sorry yeah. to say that but no yeah. no i agree like as as someone who supports xbox and like loves what they're doing it's they've made it so like too convenient to a point where you don't need to buy the xbox to play xbox games you it's can cool. have, it's almost like selfishly like oh i win i win no matter what i win yeah win. The, <laughs> I, well it's almost like they're selflessly putting out their service to be able to be accessible right and yeah, uh, yeah. i think i think that that's a big move and i mean when you look at it microsoft's not struggling for money microsoft's a huge corporation with more than just um the xbox that they're trying to put out right whereas sony is yeah. a little bit more reliant on their entertainment systems so i, mean, I think x-men's just been killing it <laughs> yeah good point and uh but yeah so so we're, to- we're totally got sidetracked but uh yeah, that all that being said ps5 valhalla i'll be there but to get back to just the last thing that i wanted to hit um was the the first downloadable content that they released which was legacy of the blade the legacy of the last blade first blade Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it makes more you can't, sense <laughs> you can't have a last if there was never a first so yeah. one of the, one of the really interesting story beats that's prevalent through this whole game is that the assassin's creed doesn't exist yet um it's before anyone had ever been an assassin it's literally the first 
instances of what assassins were supposed to become but throughout the main story it's very hidden and you really have to kind of dive deep to be able to see that and what the legacy of the first blade does is puts that story directly in front of your face and is like this is how it happens and it introduces great characters um it brings in the persians which is a really really cool side sect of people that comes in and the the character and the story the story is phenomenal nathan the none like the story in base game odyssey is great but when you get to legacy of the first blade it it has the power to make you cry with how deep and how emotional certain story beats get with it um and it gives you real choice that um can drastically change the outcome of what you go through in this game but essentially what happens is you're you're off on your odyssey you're doing your thing and then you run into one of the northern islands in greece and uh you run into this girl i forget what her name is and then um her father darius who was a I, I believe he was a guard to Xerxes at one point. He was a protector of the Persian emperor. And, uh, what's that? Darius, like D-A-R-I-U-S. Yeah. Depending on what Darius it is, he's a, a king of Persia. Also right. known as one of the wisest men. I don't know if it's uh, the same Darius. I, I don't know if it's the same one either, but he's portrayed. Maybe it's like a likeness of him, but okay. he's portrayed as a protector of Xerxes. And then it's his story falling out with the Persians and then he he's literally the first person that we've seen so far in history who has um a hidden blade and it it gives you it gives you his story it gives you that's why it's called legacy of the first blade because he's the first one to do this thing and he's the first one to call himself an assassin with a creed and um the persian side of the story gives more of the the templar um storyline and it, it's super cool. It's super interesting. Highly, highly recommend if you have this game and you haven't played the DLC, get it. It's so worth it. Um, For sure, play it then. Yeah, it's not just a passable deal. You, you would say it's not a passable DLC. No, it's it's uh, it's heavy story. Like heavy, heavy story that I would cool. say is probably very beneficial to know um, if you care about the Assassin's Creed right. world. And then Fate of Atlantis, I haven't got to yet, but I've heard it's just as well done or about closing off alexios's story like um uh, again i don't want to spoil things but there's things that happen at the end of the game with alexios that makes sense within the confines of the game but you still want to learn how he got there and it skips all that so fate of atlantis is supposed to kind of tie that story together and show you exactly what happens with that so i'll definitely be playing that as we get closer to valhalla kind of pumping myself up to uh to play that and uh, really For delve sure. into that world yeah, um, just b- before we do our like wrap up uh, yeah. rankings, blah blah blah. Um, I have two, one statement and one question. Okay. First question is: I know how many hours you sank into Skyrim, a ridiculous amount, right? Like an un- unholy amount, correct? You're right, right. Now I love talking to Elf. Maybe, <laughs> baby Skyrim, baby Odyssey, we're hanging off a cliff. Which one are you saving? Which one are you letting fall? Like to have never existed. Which one would you rather like what 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 do you looking back on like more or enjoyed more oh they're two different games but that's a, i mean i think i think i would say skyrim just because i think it's so fundamental as a game for the future games for games like odyssey it, right. it it had a lot of things in it that helped mold what like everyone gives um 
the Breath of the Wild a lot of credit for making modern day RPGs, but I mean Skyrim, come on. That game blew everyone away when it came out. Sure. It, I mean it, it it molded so many aspects of what an RPG game can be. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I know we're not podcasting about Skyrim, but like I remember sitting in our hockey dressing room and hearing kids who weren't gamers being like, Yeah, I'm a warcaster in Skyrim. I'm like level eighty something already. <laughs> like, oh, this game's bigger than life. I mean, you can play it on a toaster, so yeah. You know, it's super popular. Yeah, I was just curious about that. And then yeah. my my statement is like moly, bring brat Brit bring back Prince of Persia. <laughs> Did you see that footage that was sitting on Facebook where it's like uh, unreleased game it was a canceled game for the new prince of persia no oh. a few years ago it, it was just like uh cycling through social media recently it looked oh. amazing and it, it interesting you know assassin's creed was that prince of persia takeover but it never yeah. had that prince of persia feel or vibe right um, or that je ne sais quoi that prince of persia has so i'm saying ubisoft let's go uh maybe same universe just different style of game i don't know but i really uh aching for a prince of persia I have very strong belief that they're going to be bringing it back. Um, I don't know how. I don't know if they'll use someone like THQ Nordic to remake the games um, with a modern outlook or if they'll start new. But um, I, I definitely have a strong feeling like they'll bring it back because I feel like a lot of people are asking for it, including me. Because yeah. even even the the last ones, like the cel-shaded one, uh, Prince of Persia, and then the other one, I think it was just called Sands of Time. Like Those games were great they weren't perfect they weren't they're comparable to the originals um not as groundbreaking obviously because it was just redoing that but they yeah. they were really really good games and i don't think they were as well well received as the original trilogy but yeah. i think if they took that took what they've learned um added a lot of new elements to it um while still staying grounded to what prince of persia was uh, a platforming action hack and slash uh, I think that you'd get a lot of people into that because I, 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 there's a lot of people asking for it. Yeah, I remember playing Warrior Within, and like you know, it was it was, the the cover art was just a little bit darker. Yeah, and that's when I knew I was a man, and I was like, "No, mom, <laughs> I don't want to watch Pooh Bear anymore. I'm playing Warrior Within." <laughs> uh, only my only recommendations to Ubisoft would be if you uh, remake of Persia, maybe get like nice persian actor to play our our main character like jake gyllenhaal or something <laughs> I was just about to say. Uh, persian probably the only persian guy that i know <laughs> if you draw on his eyebrows a little he looks pretty persian <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> uh anyways uh so would you obviously you would recommend this game to people but how would you rate it if you were to if i had to rate it what did i rank as an evil two um like a you, nine three yeah yeah something like that if i ranked resident evil three or resident evil two as a nine three and that was a you absolutely have to play this game critically i'd have to be this game is like an eight eight okay eight, nine to me and and uh definitely a must play yeah yeah i would i'd be on the same boat i'm i'm around an eight seven probably because yeah. Realistically, I know there's going to be people who wouldn't like certain elements of this game. Like there is jank and stuff. It's not a perfect game. Yeah, like realistically an 8-7, but like in my heart, it's way higher. But yeah, it's definitely a game that people should definitely at least give a try, especially if it's on sale for five bucks again anytime soon. Yeah. And if um, open worlds scare you as much as they scare me, 
golden path for this game is 50 hours so there is like you can just focus on the campaign and like a few side missions to grind up your level yeah um, but it is doable within um 40 50 hours yeah and even if you do that i there's no real level scare it doesn't put you off it's pretty easy to keep with the level that you need to be if you sure. just golden path it so that was assassin's creed Odyssey. it's good to be back it's good to be back. I, I felt a little rusty, but I think we we felt our uh, our stride a little bit on the way through. Yeah, let's do the next one early in the morning when I got my iced coffee. Yeah, yeah, for sure. On a weekend, we're planning to start recording weekly again. Um, I also have an episode on backlog that we never released uh, for Stardew Valley. Oh, um, yeah. So I'll probably end up releasing that one after this. It's fine. Just a little extra. Yeah. So I'll 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 if we ever have a week that's kind of off or anything, I'll probably stick that weekend or that episode in that week. Um, so if you guys ever find an episode where it says, welcome to episode three of Galcast," and we're actually on episode like 20, just know that it's because I stuck it in there. Um, other than that, Nathan, I believe we are, what was the next one that you wanted to do with the guest? Oh, um, I kind of want to do, uh, what was it? Outlast 1 and Outlast 2 with a guest like yep. in, in one episode. Yep. Um, we have a, a Dark Souls franchise episode coming up with a guest. Yeah. And we have Doom Eternal coming up. Uh, I'll talk to you about it off stream. But um, yeah, you're, you're going to see some guest speakers coming up. Uh, and we're going to keep on pushing through. Uh, we're going to keep on doing it the way that we're doing it separately um, as long as COVID is kind of going on and still Ooh. controlling our lives. But uh, we're going to have fun. We're going to keep going. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy hearing our voices again. We know we appreciate you listening. Um, and just one last plug, if you guys want to hear more of our voices and also our friend Shane, check out our podcast. <laughs> I almost said podcast. Um, uh, toast or whatever. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, on iTunes, uh, wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you don't see it on the podcast service that you use, just let us know and we'll put it up there. Um, yeah, and you know, pimp, got, some things too? pimp some what's things? That? Pimp some things? Yeah, go for it. Okay, um, if, uh, toast or whatever, uh, our our co-host, our, you know, our co-podcaster in that, his name Shane, has a wonderful YouTube uh, channel, just Shane Morris hilarious little sketches that he does um he's definitely worth a follow and a watch and a subscribe whatever it is um also every wednesday from like 7 30 till whenever um myself and uh our buddy brett also known as evil ma on twitch uh, will be streaming um something it looks like it's going to be sea of thieves on wednesdays um but <laughs> you guys wanted to, yeah yeah we're just gonna get scurvy um so if you guys, <laughs> guys want to tune scurvy in, with it yeah we'll be on there every uh wednesday night um at i evil ma or at drangly rangus drangly rangus on twitch unless i change my name which i probably will because i didn't know that meant low-hanging explosive poop <laughs> and then brett posts on youtube too right at my turn gaming youtube.com slash my turn gaming yeah, so give that a check. Give us a, a like, a follow. Tell your uh, loved family members and friends about us. Uh, but until next time, gout, it's the disease of kings. <laughs> Bye. I have to tell the great.